Man, what? so the only ones... Wait, where'd you have Philly? They had you at two? I had him one. Oh, you had one, okay. So then the only one that was close was that I had Kansas City at four and you had him at five. That was our closest one. Yeah, but we had the same top ten, though. Same top, yeah, same teams, which we knew we would. Totally different order, though. Yeah, and, like, I had reasoning that made sense before the games happened last week that totally was immediately obsolete. The only reason I have Cincinnati solo on the list is just because they had a slow start. Like, they're, like, a, they're climbing. They're sending no. the list. See, and yeah. I, I even wrote. Because, like, for each one of the teams, I did strengths, weaknesses, and then I wrote, like, one, like, sentence that I just, like, felt about them. And my one for Cincinnati was, after a slow start, reeled off four straight wins, and barring a major injury, second-best team in the AFC. <laughs> Welcome to View from the Top of the Goalpost. My name is Diesel. I'm joining you from Diesel's Dapper Dungeon of Delight. We have our producer, Bo, on the screen joining Chad, the Dadalac, over in Chad. He's in, you're in the cave. I don't know why I couldn't remember that, but ah, Chad, how are you doing? Uh, I'm good. Maybe it freaked you out because I moved the camera a little bit so you have a different perspective on the cave. As you can see, you can see a whole bunch of different pops that you normally don't get to see on the camera view because the camera's not usually turned that way. So, yes, maybe that's what freaked you out. But hello, yes, I am here in the cave, excited to pick some football games and excited the cat is here. Not really, because he's going to knock something over and it's when he decides to move, it's going to be chaos. Kitty goes meow. Kitty goes meow. Yeah, so we got a bunch of games this week, but uh, last week, one of us did pretty good. We had seven different games, and one of us didn't do very good. Both, neither of us finished below 500, though, so that's a good thing. Uh, last week, uh, I ended up going seven and seven, which isn't great, but uh, even my Packers let me down in that one. Um, and... This uh, last week, Chad went 10 and 4. Yeah. And that brings our season record to I'm 81 and 57. And Chad has a six game lead at 87 and 51. Pulling away. Like, I thought maybe I could gain a couple games on him in week nine, but that didn't happen. Things didn't go my way. And I, I'm starting to just getting sad because I think Chad might be right. What'd you say? I might be right about what? I mean, I'm, I say a lot of things. <laughs> Everything? Wow. Yeah. That's, that that's makes me feel pretty good. That's why I didn't have anything else to say. You're right about everything. Well, I, I am definitely not right about everything because we can go to my locks then for the last week. And as we can throw the graphic up now... You can see that you're right. I was right on all of my bonus locks once again, as Pittsburgh won, Baltimore won, and Cincinnati all won and covered. But unfortunately, the Rams did not get the golden lock right. The <laughs> Atlanta Falcons couldn't beat Josh Dobbs, who didn't know any of his players' names. And though I did get the silver lock right, because uh, the Philadelphia Eagles did win by more than three points. Though it was dicey. It was real dicey. And I thought, once again, I was going to get the bronze, silver, and gold locks wrong. 
but we managed to get the silver lock right and all three bonus locks. So not terrible, but still not that good. Yeah. yeah. I did nail one of my predictions, though. I told you Washington was going to beat uh, New England, and it was going to be because Mac Jones throws an interception, and that's how Washington was going to steal it. I, Everything I will else say, I predicted was horribly wrong. But <laughs> as much as I hate Mac Jones, that last intercept interception definitely wasn't on him. The receiver should have no, caught that ball. But but I mean, I did say that's what was going to happen, and it happened. You were right. So yeah, let's this week start with talking about the teams that are on by before we get into the rest of the games. We have the Kansas City Chiefs the Philadelphia Eagles, the Miami Dolphins, and the Los Angeles Rams. Kind of sucks that three of the best teams in the NFL aren't playing this week. How come the Chiefs and the Dolphins get the bye after going to Europe? I know that Germany might be, well, I don't even know if it's farther or not, but still. It's, no, I mean, it's right there. They're an there. extra yeah. hour. Exactly. So, like, I am calling collusion on this one, like, especially with the Chiefs. So... But Mike McDaniel, hilarious, hilarious, hilarious guy. Um, <laughs> I like how he started his uh, press conference this week going Gutentag. He goes, oh, yeah, I forgot. I'm still not in Germany. Silent, dead silent. Like, he's the most awkward coach ever, and I love it. His dry humor is some of the funniest stuff. And, yes, I as even as a Patriots fan, I do love me some McDaniel. He's hilarious and him talking to the press and especially when he walked out to the German reporters and the first thing he said was, I know I'm probably taller than you thought I would be and not a single one of them made a noise and he just stood there and just like soaked it in and was like, right. Any questions? I love that he drew up half of his playbook from playing Madden. Yeah. Testing plays on Madden. That's awesome. That is innovative because no old man like Mike McCarthy could ever do anything like that so well i mean he wouldn't be able to boot up a game of madden so there's there's the uh, issue with that one maybe back on like the sega genesis madden didn't exist on the genesis that was primetime football well i mean okay super nintendo then anyways let's uh let's talk about some games start with uh thursday night and i can't believe this is the thursday night game because I, I i don't think i can even like sit down and watch this one. I'm sorry, but I might. We'll see what happens. Might be bored enough to watch the 1-7 Carolina Panthers travel to the 2-7 Chicago Bears. Chicago, this is the only time you'll hear this this season, is favored by 3.5 with the 38.5 point over-under. And even the fans think, 84% of them think that Chicago is going to win. And I think I can't disagree with them. The greatest thing about this game is that no matter what happens in this game, technically Chicago wins. can help him. He wins, I win, they call it win-win for a reason. Because Chicago has Carolina's first round draft pick. So if they beat Carolina, then Carolina just gets a worse draft pick or a better draft pick. And if they lose to Carolina, then they just get a better draft pick. It is a perfect win-win situation for the Chicago Bears in this game. You know, Man, this is this is rough. This is a hard. Ugh. This why has primetime football been so bad recently? It's 
not good anymore. They used to always put the right games in primetime football. And this year, all we've gotten is the Jets, the Giants, and this kind of crap, it feels like. I like I don't even want to watch primetime football anymore. No, I this game I mean it could be good because it's gonna be so bad. Could be a lot of points scored. The Bears really suck, but so do Carolina. It just uh, <laughs> I'm going with Chicago because they're at home and because I've seen them play better than Carolina. Even with their one win, Carolina didn't play good. This Houston just didn't play good either. <laughs> That's what happened. That's probably what's going to happen in this game too. I don't think Justin Fields is going to play in this game. I think he's still doubtful. So with that, and just because I have a six-game lead, you know what? F it. Why not? Give me the Carolina Panthers. And sure, the Thursday night bonus lock of the week. Put it on the Panthers. You, you get some points on it. Why not? Eat the, or get three points. And who cares? I mean, this is such a shitty game that really this is, if you're going to bet on this game, it is a dart throw. Like you're just, you're trying to make some money because you're down or a degenerate gambler like me. So, you know, it's just the way it is. And, you know, maybe Thielen will rip up the Bears. He always used to rip up the Bears when he was on the Vikings. So maybe he'll know some things and, you know, impart some wisdom on all these young players. Or DJ Moore rips up his old team as well. Shit. Didn't think about that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, moving on. We're going back to Germany. At 8.30 on 8.30 a.m. on Sunday, you have the 4-5 and five Indianapolis Colts playing the home team, the 2-7 and seven New England Patriots. Uh, Indianapolis is favored by 2.5 with a 43.5 point over-under, and the fans have the 78% of them have Indianapolis winning in this game. You're the Patriots fan, so you talk me into why I shouldn't take Indianapolis. You really think I am the one who's going to talk you into not taking Indianapolis? Because no. I'm not. I, I I fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. And last week, you got me, New England. I thought that you were at home playing a turnover-prone Washington Commies team without any defense. That was the most winnable game that you've had on your schedule in a while. So I really was like, yeah, you should win that game. But did not. Now you have to travel across the pond to Germany and you have to play against the Indianapolis Colts, who, don't get me wrong, are not a great team, but they are a team that have a shit ton more weapons than New England does. And Gardner Minshew, I would take Gardner Minshew for over Mac Jones 1,000 times over, I would take Gardner Minshew with a shaved face and not even with the just beautiful mustache and beard that he has. I don't care. I hate Mac Jones. <laughs> Mac Jones. I'll say it every week. I hate him so much. No, I'm taking Indianapolis in this game. I don't... Jonathan Taylor is going to run up and down the field on the Patriots, I feel like, because the Patriots defense, once again, is doing all that it can it is it is trying so hard and they lose another cornerback and they lose another defensive lineman or a linebacker every gosh damn week but it doesn't matter they they put everything they can into it 
but Zach Moss and Jonathan Taylor are just going to grind them into nothingness. Give me an Indianapolis. At least, though, New England is now up to the number four draft pick for this upcoming draft. So another loss here and maybe one of the other shitty teams sneaking out a victory. We could get to the top three. So that's that's going in the right direction. Everything else, not so much. Give me well, the Colts. And I didn't with myself. Didn't do a great job talking me out of Indianapolis. So I'm also taking Indianapolis. And just because you're right, they have more weapons than the Patriots do. And Patriots are just, they're sad. They're just sad. So yeah, I'd be hoping for a good draft pick. But I don't know. Packers being in kind of a similar situation, I can't actively root for them to tank. So I was watching the game against the Rams. Like, I was very happy when they won that game. Well, we're not talking about that game yet. We'll get to that in a little bit. Moving on to the next game. First game at noon, we have the 5-3 and three Houston Texans. Wait, that's not right. They're not 5-3. and three. <laughs> Whatever. I think uh, I made an oopsie. I think they're four and four, and the Cincinnati Bengals are five and three. I think that's what it is. I mixed them up. Excuse me. But anyways, Cincinnati is favored by seven. <laughs> 48 and a half point over under, and the fans have Cincinnati at 92%. And... Yeah, Houston, whoa, what a win they had last week. Like, Baker led a game-winning drive, but uh, they left him too much time, 46 seconds, and uh, CJ Stroud's like, I can do you one better. And he sure did. He had a great game, 470 passing yards. Like, dude is, he's already won the Offensive Rookie of the Year. He could get hurt. And he's still already won offensive rookie in the year. That's probably not true. But, yeah, he's yeah. he'd have to get hurt not to win offensive rookie of the year. But Cincinnati, ah, they're rolling right now. And they got confidence. And Joe Burrow's still undefeated against the Bills. And I can't pick against Cincinnati in this game at home even though I do like this Houston team and I am pushing for them to get into like a wild card spot maybe even now probably too many games behind right now but maybe get some luck on their side and sneak up on Jacksonville but yeah I like the Houston team but I'm going with Cincinnati because they got the momentum on their side they're at home and they're coming for Baltimore and I love it. Yeah, I think the really the only thing that scares me about this game in Cincinnati, I'm also taking Cincinnati to win this game. But the reason I'm not going to put any money on this game, and the reason that I think that Houston, if you were, is maybe the smarter play and taking the seven points, because next week, Cincinnati plays Baltimore again. And not only do they play them next week, but it is next Thursday night. So it's a short week. So the classic look ahead is very much in play in this game. So that's my only concern with Cincinnati, but the way that they're playing right now, I'm really actually not that concerned at all. I just, I'm not putting any money on this game. Plus seven is a lot. 
I just, but Cincinnati's hopping. Don't get me wrong. CJ Stroud, 470 yards, rookie passing record, five touchdowns, like just beautiful. Love it. But I don't think you're going to be able to repeat that same thing this week against the Cincinnati defense that is playing very, very fast and very, very aggressive. And though I don't respect the Buffalo Bills at all this year, the the Bills offense is definitely still better than the C.J. Stroud-led Houston Texans offense. So I just, I don't think they can do it this week. So give me Cincinnati, but I'm not putting any money on this game unless I get really degenerate and I'll put, I'll take the seven points for Houston, but that's not a lock at all. So if you bet it, it's not my fault. But freedom means making your own choices. You heard it here first. Not Chad's fault. Never Don't is. Blame Chad's me. always right. This is the Slav on Chad's Randall Cobb episode. I was about to say, I actually don't like this at all. You're now you're now you're making me feel like the pride comes before the fall. And I'm not even hyping myself up, but I feel like you're hyping me up so much. No, that I'm just like, crash. I, I'm I'm seriously drinking the Kool Aid uh, while you're drinking the Mondu. I I like how you had it turned, so uh, couldn't get that on camera. That's nice. I like it. Uh, I gave it away though. I, I ruined it. Um, yeah, let's just move on to the next game at noon. <laughs> Five and four New Orleans Saints are traveling to the five and four Minnesota Vikings. Saints are favored by two and a half, 41 and a half point over under. But the fans have Minnesota at 59%. And yeah, what do you think about this game? Well, folks, I hate Josh Dobbs. Fool this man! Not personally, (laughs) and not for any other reason, that that miraculous comeback that he just led this last week cost me a lot of Monopoly dollars. Because, son of a bitch, there's no way in hell that the man who didn't know the first names of any of the guys he was playing with had to go and take snaps from his center because he hadn't done it once since he arrived there. And then somehow still led a game-winning drive, and not just game-winning drive, multiple drives to come back in that game after giving up a safety immediately. Like, Josh Dobbs, last week I said, no way in hell that if you play, you can play well, but you are a rocket scientist, and you know what? Hats off to you. I, I salute you, Josh Dobbs. You have become my numero uno man I hate the most right now, and for that, you should feel pretty happy. It's usually a good spot. It means that you did something really good and I just was an asshole and wrong about it. So I am actually bronze lock of the week. I have my camera mirrored tonight, so I forgot I have to point the opposite way. Bronze lock of the week. I am taking the Minnesota Vikings in this game. I know that the Saints offense has been cooking these past couple games, but you know what? I think that might be just, just a bit of fool's gold, if you will. And I think that this Minnesota team, annoyingly, just so very annoyingly, is now fully galvanized together and are, I don't know if they're saying it yet, but I bet at some point we're going to start hearing it. They're doing it for Kirk. And I think they are going to start messing some teams up. And if I was a Detroit Lions fan, I'd be shaking in my proverbial kitten jammies because I think this Vikings team is coming And if they get Justin Jefferson back and Josh Dobbs can play even shit 
70% of how good he played this last week. That offense is scary as hell, even without a running game. And that defense is getting better each and each each and every week. And I just, ugh, I don't, I don't like it. And I still, once again, they're the, now the team that I'm eating crow on that I'm going to have to start rooting for because they are just winning. And I just, I, that's what they're doing. They just keep freaking winning. So I'm not going to be the asshole who won't get on the train. Bronze lock of the week. I will take those points. Give me the Minnesota Vikings. I hate this. Yeah, I, that game was awesome last week, actually. I found myself rooting for the Vikings to win that game because of the story and because of Josh Dobbs. And I told you last week that he picked it up in Arizona right away. I didn't, I had faith that he could do it in Minnesota. It didn't look good right away, giving up getting that safety like almost immediately he had a big fumble in the red zone through a pick i think he threw a couple picks but that fourth quarter like man he had a couple fourth down runs that were like amazing he made guys miss and he he kept it alive he had rushing touchdowns he was the reason they won that game and who's all yeah but that being said can you do it again I don't know. I don't. It was a weird situation. It was against the Falcons, who I thought maybe at the beginning of the season could be good, but they're not. They're not good. Um, yeah, I just. I mean, are the Saints good? I don't know. I don't think they're bad, but are they good? They have talent. I'm gonna go with the Saints just because. Like, if this one's a hard one to pick. Like, seriously, I want to give the NFL schedule makers a big <laughs> you. Yeah, you can bleep that one out because, like, looking at these games every week, I don't look at them until I, like, make the schedule up on this uh, little spreadsheet here. And it's like I look go through every one of them. It's like, are you serious? You knew this was going to happen. You knew this was going to happen. You put this garbage game in the fucking primetime spot. But, yeah, I don't like this game because I could easily see Minnesota winning it, and they're at home. And, yeah, but I'm going with New Orleans just because I don't know. I don't have a good reason for you. I don't even know what I'm doing this year. I suck at this. So, yeah, Hopefully I can get one over Chad, but like I said, Chad's right about everything, so. Stop. Stop saying that. Moving on. Sunday at noon, we have the three and five Green Bay Packers traveling to the five and three Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh is favored by three and a half with a 39 and a half point over under. And the fan vote has Pittsburgh at 89%. And I really wish that i was coming on here saying that green bay had a big win last week and they have some momentum and they're gonna come into pittsburgh and they're gonna shock the world i don't feel that way i wasn't confident in them beating the rams and at halftime when they were only up seven to three i was thinking to myself they're gonna lose this game they're gonna find a way to lose this game but they didn't the defense played pretty good Jordan Love started making some plays. Offense started looking a little good. 
they won 20 to 3 when they probably should have scored like 50 points in that game because they were pretty much dominating when they had stupid penalties and don't even get me started on those offside penalties on fourth and inches. Like, come on. That's bullshit and everybody knows it. But yeah, I can't pick them because I don't have any good reason to pick them yet. They beat the Rams, who are not a good team. Like, they have Aaron Donald on their defense, and that's it. Like, they have good wide receivers, but, like, Stafford's hurt, and they just signed Wentz. So, I mean, that has nothing to do with this game. But, yeah, the Packers got the Rams quarterback cut because that's how bad that game was. And so I'm going Pittsburgh. And I want the Packers to win, and I'll be rooting for the Packers, but I just don't see them being able to play against this defense. They're going to get eaten up alive, and your only hope is it's going to be a low-scoring game, and maybe the Packers defense can score some points, or maybe we can get a Keyshawn Nixon punt return for a touchdown or something like that. I just don't see the Packers offense scoring that many points. I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game because Pittsburgh offense is weird they should be better than what they are but they just don't score points and the Packers Packers defense have been playing fairly well I wouldn't say they've been playing great but they're averaging I think like 17 points a game given up that's pretty good and if you can't win games when your defense is only giving up 17 points then you know you have a bad offense so yeah I got Green Bay unfortunately I mean I don't got Green Bay I got Pittsburgh Take that back. I was wondering. I was like, ooh, shit, he talks himself into it. No, no, no. I can't do that. I Maybe a younger version of me would have been able to talk myself into it, but I can't do that. Unfortunately, Packers aren't very good. But, hey, we got three wins so far. Maybe we can get more. Yes, this game is a clash of two of the bottom five scoring teams in the entire NFL. I'm not exactly sure where they both rank, but Stat Boy Chad from the future, ding, there you go. I know they're both bottom five. So no, I do not expect many points to be scored in this game, but boy howdy, am I all over the Pittsburgh Steelers. And let us try this one more gosh darn time. I swear, Packers, you are the bane of my existence this year because no matter what lock I put on you, it goes wrong. But this one, I swear, if you somehow find a way to either win this game or (laughs) this up for me, I'm done with you. But this is the golden lock of the week. Eat the points against the Green Bay Packers because of one, one man and one man alone. And I feel like he's going to come and wreck this game to show the Packers, hey, you dumb shits, you could have drafted me, you didn't, and if I was on your team, you'd be a thousand times better because Mr. TJ Watt is coming in here to make the Packers look like assholes for not drafting him when they should have, when he was a Wisconsin boy and they were right there. It It was just so obvious and they didn't. So I think TJ Watt wrecks the shit out of the Packers this week and love don't love him any TJ Watt nope I agree with you there let's go to the next game and that is 
at noon on Sunday. The three and five Tennessee Titans traveling to the three and five Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And the Buccaneers are favored by one and a half with a 38 and a half over under. And 59% of the fans are choosing Tampa Bay. And who do you got in this game? Because battle of three and fives. Yeah, this is this is a weird week for the NFL schedule makers for sure. I don't really know. I, this AI system has to know more than we do. Like, I mean, this is all fixed. I know this is all scripted and they know exactly what's going to happen mostly. But gosh darn it, we have once again, Baker Mayfield having to go against another rookie quarterback. And I'm going to pick the Tennessee Titans in this game because I don't know what's going on with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now. What are we cursed? But they are snake bitten. They are, they are doing everything that they can to win these games. And then it comes down to the final drive of the fourth quarter and just all logic and reason goes out the window and they lose. And I don't think that Baker Mayfield is to blame for this at all. And he is taking a lot of the blame. I think it mostly falls on the head of Todd Bowles, who is not a good head coach. But on the other side, I think the Mayo Man is a coming. And when the Mayo Man comes around, everything gets white. And it's just not good. It's not good. And I don't know. I don't know if he's good or not, but damn it, I kind of like him. He's fun to watch. He's He's a little bit weird and he doesn't give an F, it seems, what other people think about him, putting the mayo in his coffee and signing that giant Hellman's deal immediately. He doesn't need the money and F it. Give me the Tennessee Titans. I want to pick the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because that's who I would like to root for, but I'm sick of them losing games and me getting games wrong because Tampa Bay just can't finish out a game. So I'm going to pick against him and see if that helps. Well, I'm not picking against Tampa Bay because I still believe in Baker and these past two losses were not his fault at all. He played good against Buffalo. They should have won that game. Like it, like I said last week, if Godwin would have turned around, like not guarantee he was going to catch it, not guarantee they make the extra point. But like chances are they would have won that game. If Todd Bowles wouldn't have called that timeout, when there was the 10 second runoff, they probably would have won that game. Cause when the play started for the Houston on their game winning drive, they had 10 seconds left on the clock when they scored their touchdown. So that made the difference right there. Yeah. But Baker's the one who gets all the blame. He played good against Houston. He played good against Buffalo. I would love Baker to be the Packers quarterback, but they haven't got that memo yet. And I'm an owner, so, like, I don't know what they're waiting for. I don't know what they're waiting on, man. But I got Tampa Bay because I just feel like they're the better team. Maybe. I don't even know. I can't. That's hard to say, too. I don't know who's the better team because Tampa Bay looked like they were going to be good coming into the season. T- Tennessee's pretty much what I thought they were going to be. But... I'm going Tampa Bay because that's the, going with my heart in this one. That's what my heart's telling me to do, and so I'm going to go with Tampa Bay. This is another 50-50 game. There's a lot of 50-50 games this week, I feel like, and 
uh, just throw up a coin in the air because, yeah, I that's why I'm going Tennessee. I don't have strong convictions either way. The next one, I'm really mad at the schedule makers for this one and why they couldn't flex this into, like, Sunday Night Football or something like that. The At noon on Sunday, the 5-3 and three San Francisco 49ers traveling to the 6-2 and two Jacksonville Jaguars. The fans, uh, San Francisco is favored by three with a 45-and-a-half point over-under, and San Francisco has the fan vote at 69%, and this game, it's like, come on. Both of them coming off of buys, and San Francisco coming off of three straight losses. I think Jacksonville has four straight wins. It's like, how are you supposed to pick this game? Like, seriously, I have no idea which way this game is going to go. I'm going to pick San Francisco because I believe in them more than Jacksonville. I feel like their bye week was needed and hopefully they can get whatever was wrong, like fixed mentally. But I just don't know about Jacksonville. They're six and two, but they're also, they feel like they could lose every single game they're in. They kind of feel like the Vikings last year, you know, except for the fact they have these huge leads and then they let teams back in. They can never close the door. That's picking San Francisco. I don't want to, but I'm going to. Isn't this the reason that the NFL created the flex rule so that they could change like the shitty games that they had before the season started? And also, I, I really, I really, okay. How in the flying hell did they not think that two division winning teams, both the Jaguars and the 49ers, won their divisions last year? But instead of putting either this game, you didn't put it on Thursday night over the Panthers and the Bears, who were both atrocious last year. You didn't put it over the Jets and the Raiders, who I get Aaron Rodgers could have been a Jet, but the Raiders were terrible and were always going to be terrible this year. And then the Monday night game is the Broncos and the Bills. <laughs> you NFL schedule makers. This is an atrocity, and the fact that this game didn't get flexed into a primetime slot just shows me that you actually don't care at all, because this is why the flex rule was made. Like, this should be a primetime game. The only reason, like, because Fox and CBS get one game where they can say you can't touch it, and that's what it is. Like, I don't know who has, what network has this game, but... Fox. Yeah, Fox definitely isn't going to give up this game. Like, if you have this game on your schedule, you're not going to let them flex that game. So, I mean, I get it, and I get why they have that rule, because it wouldn't be fair to CBS and Fox. They could just take their number one game. There's going to be a lot of ad revenue in that game. But, yeah, I – but, like, preseason when they made the schedule, knowing that this game was going to be in week 10, looking at what they had in prime time, like you said, both division winners – yeah. Like before the season started, you could have looked at this matchup and gone, yeah, that's probably going to be pretty important. Like it, this is the Jaguars and the 49ers both expected to be high Super Bowl contenders for this next year. But you know what? Whatever. I digress. I am picking the Jacksonville Jaguars in this game. I am on the train. I am a believer. I believe. I picked against them 
every week recently because I thought that they were just going to run out of gas. I legitimately, I've said this whole time, I think they're a great team from top to bottom. They are one of the most complete teams on paper. And at this point, they are battle-tested, folks. They lived for basically a month in Europe. I know I am still banging the same drum, but folks, if you've never traveled across the pond and even spent any time with that much of a time difference and then tried to come back to your normal life, I was only over there for five days. And I am telling you, it effed with my brain for a week after that. Now imagine spending three weeks living in it and then trying to come back to a normal life and play football. And play football each and every week at a ridiculously high level against division foes and other great teams. The Jaguars are battle-tested. San Francisco is a great team. Once again, I'm not off the San Francisco bandwagon, but I do think that Brock Purdy is going to have some serious issues with this Jaguars defense. Josh Allen on the Jaguars defense is eating quarterbacks alive this year. And I know they're probably gonna get Debo back this week and Christian McCaffrey will be fully healthy, but I just don't know if that offensive line can handle this Jaguars defensive line. And I think the Jaguars defense is one of the least talked about units in football right now. And they're top like five in every category. They are wrecking people. They're holding this gate or this team in games. Even when Trevor Lawrence is turning the ball over left and right. So give me the Jacksonville Jaguars and give it to me as a bonus lock of the week. Take those points. It's not often that you have a six and two team that is going to get points in a game. And it's, you know, something that you should definitely make Vegas pay for. You make them pay. Do you think San Francisco is going to lose four games in a row? That's if like that happens. That's crazy. I completely agree, and I know it's madness to say, but with them both coming off the bye, if Jacksonville also didn't just come off their bye, I would completely agree with you. But with equal amounts of preparation time, I really like Doug Peterson, and I think you'll have these boys ready to go. I mean, it's kind of shitty that this game is on at noon, too. You know, like this would usually be like a three o'clock game, you'd think, but yeah, I, I would like to Jacksonville, like, so I mean that kind of makes sense a little bit, but what are you gonna do? Moving on nice. to the next game, we have at last game at noon is the five and three Cleveland Browns traveling to the seven and two Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore's favored by six with a thirty-seven and a half point over under. And the fans have Baltimore at ninety percent. And I just want to say, how crazy is it that Cincinnati at five and three is in last place of the division? <laughs> how crazy is it that every one of the teams in the AFC North is two games above five hundred? <laughs> like that's, at least minimum, yeah, yeah, a minimum two games above five hundred. It's it's absolute insanity. And the Pittsburgh Steelers, we've talked about it at ad nauseum how bad they are statistically on paper and they are two games above 500 it's mind-boggling it's insane <laughs> so uh it's your purple lock of the week time tell me I mean, tell me why do i have to like i this is this is feels the most like beating a dead horse at this point yes baltimore ravens lock of the week eat the six points 
they're gonna get up for this game. I just, folks, I don't know how many different ways I have to tell you this. The Ravens are the best team when they're playing great competition. And the Browns, great competition this year. A almost historic defense. And take away that Indianapolis Colts game, they are a historic defense right now because they are doing insane things on the football field. So you know what that means? That means Baltimore is going to come out there and they're going to hang 35 points on them because Baltimore wants to make the good teams look bad. And then when they play bad teams, they forget that they're a good team and they play stupidly. They drop the ball a lot. They have a lot of stupid penalties. The only scary thing about this game is once again, the same thing I said for Cincinnati, it's a look ahead game because they have Cincinnati on a short week but thankfully, unlike the Cincinnati situation, this is a division game. So Baltimore can't really look past this game at all. Division games, especially in the AFC North, mean more than anything. They are worth their weight in gold. And winning this game is not only crucial, it is without doubt, if they don't win this game, to win the AFC North becomes a lot more difficult. They need to sweep the Browns here, especially with that loss to Pittsburgh, because there's every chance that they may lose next week. I'm not going to pick it, but that Cincinnati-Baltimore game is going to be huge. So Baltimore needs to get this game this week. Eat the six points. Lamar Jackson, even without throwing touchdown passes, without playing at all, he didn't even throw for 200 yards this last week, folks. They still dominated the Seattle Sea Chickens. Just, it's... It's, I mean, you just got to read the writing on the wall at this point, folks. I know that I sounded like a crazy person at the beginning of the year when I was just harking about how great I thought the Ravens were. But after nine weeks of football, you have to look at me and go, all right, Chad, maybe you were drinking that purple Kool-Aid a little early, but you might be on to something. He's not wrong. Yeah, I can't really argue against Baltimore at this point in the season because every time I do, they just do the opposite of what I say they're going to do. So I'm not going to fight it. I mean, I would probably pick Baltimore normally, but like I've been beaten down these last couple weeks, and I'm down six or six games, and Baltimore is probably part of the reason why I'm down six games. Um, so I'm picking Baltimore in this game, and I will even go as far to say that they're the best team in the AFC. I don't want to say they're the best team in the NFL because I think it's between them and the Eagles right now. And honestly, I don't know who's better, but I think the Eagles are that good too. So I'll go as far and say they're the best team in the AFC. And I got Baltimore in this game. Birdie goes, call! Bird, 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 bird. The birds are wide up. Moving on to the three o'clock slate, we have another game that I hate to pick. And it seems like it should be easy to pick, but it's not. It is the four and five Atlanta Falcons traveling to the one and eight Arizona Cardinals. The Atlanta Falcons are favored by one and a half with a 42 and a half point over under. And the fan vote has Arizona at 87%. I don't even think it's like, I think it's closer than that because I don't believe in Arthur Smith and the Atlanta Falcons. They don't use Bijan Robinson. I don't even know what like 
he was very effective in that Packer game, but they haven't used him since. Like, just I don't get it. They're not very good. I don't think Kyler Murray's playing this week either, but and Arizona didn't score any points against the Browns last week. But I mean, Browns have a wicked defense. But that uh, I'm gonna go Atlanta just because Arizona's that bad. But I don't know. I just I don't believe in Atlanta, and I'm glad that Arthur Smith shaved off that stupid mustache because he looked like an idiot, and he looks like an idiot either way. So he's he's an idiot. I actually, I as much as I was, this is gonna hurt. This is another. This is another week that. This is the week that Chad kind of hates himself for everything that he has to say because I'm not be- I'm not picking with my heart at all this week. I'm just going full logic, and I am going to. Oh, she's so good. I love Taylor, my boy. This isn't on you. You did everything you could last week to win that game. That wasn't your fault that you guys lost to the Minnesota Vikings in any way. You let a game-winning drive with less than a, like two minutes on the clock. There's no reason that you should have lost that game at all. This isn't on you. This is all because of you, you dumb motherfucker, Arthur Smith. (laughs) I don't know. Is there some kind of competition? Like, is there an underground betting league that all of these coaches are in this year to see who can be the worst coach? Like, legitimately. I don't understand how us as fans we're dumb us fans are dumb we're supposed to be dumb in a lot of ways i guarantee you that you could pick 95 percent of any fan off of the street who knows anything about football and they could coach this atlanta falcons team better than arthur smith how Bijan robinson and kyle pitts aren't the focal points of your offense. Both top five draft picks, both freaks of nature, like just measurables off the charts. And when you put the ball in their hands, both of the tape, they light up the tape. You don't give them the ball. They don't, they don't get to see the ball. You, you design your offense to keep the ball away from them. You are the problem it's all your fault it's all your fault and i it took you so long to get off desmond ritter and now you finally got to taylor but you're not even letting taylor be taylor he tried he tried so freaking hard and you lost them the game i hate you arthur smith (laughs) and i want i want to root for you once again why won't you let me love you, Atlanta? Why? Why do you have to have this contentious relationship with me? I actually think Kyler Murray may play this week. So you know what? Once again, because I am up and I am so sick of Arthur Smith, I think somehow the Arizona Fighting Chickens are going to win this game. I don't know how. I don't know why. But something stupid's gonna happen and Arthur Smith's gonna lose themselves another game. And I don't know, at least maybe you'll get a decent draft pick. And please, please, please fire Arthur Smith. Get him out of here. Amen. Moving on. 305 Sunday, another game that I hate to pick. 
We have the six and two Detroit Lions traveling to the four and four Los Angeles Chargers. Lions are favored by two and a half with a 48 and a half point over under and a 79% of the fan vote is going for the Lions. But yeah, this is one of those games where I could easily see Lions traveling halfway across the country, losing to uh, a Los Angeles team that scores a lot of points. I am going with the Lions in this game. Just because I think that the Lions are better on both sides of the ball than the Chargers are. They have a better coach. And, yeah, I mean, but the Chargers, they looked good on Monday Night Football. Like, I mean, they were, playing, they were playing the Jets, but they they still look good. That was, like, the first game where, you, like, you watch a Charger game and you just knew that they were going to win. Like you felt it from the opening kickoff that Chargers won this game already. But I mean, you returned uh, the punt for a freaking touchdown, like what, two minutes into the game? Yeah. Detroit is uh coming off their bye. So I mean that also maybe that'll negate them having to travel. So I'm going with Detroit in this game. Yeah, I don't really have a ton to say about this game because you all know how I feel about the San Diego Chargers. They are a joke. I know they just won against the Jets, but Justin Herbert is collecting broken fingers like kids collect Pokemon cards at this point. And I don't know if he's going to have all 10 of his fingers by the end of the season because he's just breaking them left and right. And the injuries get more and more ghastly each time. And he's now seen his bones twice this year. So maybe this week he'll just lose a whole hand. I don't know. But I just, the Brandon Staley is one of those, another bad coach in the NFL right now who keeps getting saved by playing really bad teams. So it's like, oh shit, maybe they're not that bad because they just shellacked the New York Jets. No, Zach Wilson just has no confidence and can't throw the ball to anyone and just doesn't make any sense. The Chargers are really bad. The Lions are pretty damn good. And you know how I feel about teams coming off their bye. I think that they will be coming out here, especially after the way they got their doors blown off by the Baltimore Ravens the last time we saw them. They need this game. They need to win bad. Wait, was that two weeks ago? No, they won. They won They last won two day. weeks ago. Who did they play two weeks ago? They won that game because that was three weeks ago when they lost to... Uh, oh, they know, beat the, the Raiders back. on Monday Night Football. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that game wasn't fun to watch. Nope, that's why I forgot about it. Yep. <laughs> but yes, I got the Lions in this game, and I don't think that it's going to be even close. I think this is one of those games where we go, oh, shit, the Lions, this is why we thought they were Super Bowl contenders. Agreed. Moving on, next game is at 325. We have a game that I actually like picking, but it also seems like it could be a trap game. The two and seven New York Giants traveling to the five and three Dallas Cowboys. Dallas is favored by a whopping sixteen and a half points. Uh, I know uh, that their over under is thirty eight and a half, and the fan vote has Dallas at ninety eight percent. And I know that uh, New York is on like 
the third string quarterback, and he's not related. Tommy to DeVito. DeVito. Look, I I looked it up. He's not related, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, like Dallas. Oh man, I kind of feel bad for Dallas. I mean, that's Dallas. Well, that's Dallas. They lost that's by Dallas. half a yard. They lost by half a yard. They like, there's no way they should have been in position to actually win that game. Philadelphia did the same thing almost that they did to the Jets, like minus throwing an interception, but they went three and out. And somehow the Cowboys just kept on getting more possessions at the end of that fourth quarter. And to come up like half a yard short, oh man, I, I feel bad for Dallas because I feel like they were the better team in that game. I just, I just feel like there was too many mistakes made by Philadelphia. Just Dallas didn't capitalize enough, but yeah, Dallas won this game. Like, I mean, yeah. Did you see what Las Vegas did to the Jets or the Giants last week? Um, yeah. <laughs> I uh, don't know exactly how few points. I know that Dallas at home has given up less than probably 14 points as a whole since they shut out New England. They only gave up three points to one other team, and they shut out another team at home as well. Oh, the the Rams, they only gave up, what, six points against the Rams? Yep. So that's nine points I count right there. And I don't I don't know if the Giants can score this week at all. And I know 16 and a half points is a lot, but you know what, folks? As I said, this isn't with my heart. This is with my brain. And my brain is telling me, Tommy DeVito ain't going to throw a single touchdown. And Saquon Barkley ain't going to be able to run anymore. So, silver lock of the week, folks. I will eat those 16 and a half points, and I will eat them gladly with a side of barbecue sauce because we're in Dallas. I'm sorry. Tommy DeVito! You're just, you can't even throw the ball. I mean, we threw your first touchdown pass last week, and it wasn't a good pass. I mean, you are horrendous. I, this is why you're a third-string quarterback. I'm not trying to pile on. To you, just, I mean, run for your life, man. Micah Parsons is going to be coming for you, and I, I'd be scared. I would legitimately be scared with the offensive line you have in front of you that Randy Gregory or Micah Parsons might kill you. Tommy DeVito! He was never found. Probably dead. We have our last game at the 3 o'clock slate next, and that is at 325, the 4 and 5 Washington Commanders traveling to the state of Washington because they're going to the five and three Seattle Seahawks. Seattle is favored by six and a half, 46 and a half point over under, and 87% of the fans are going with Seattle. And who are you going with, Chad? I am going with Seattle as well. This is a classic get right game. The Washington Commies have no defense at all. And I I don't know how New England couldn't beat them last week. Um, but instead of talking about this game, I would like to take this moment to ask a question. Why can't the Washington Commies be the DC Commies? It's very annoying to me. And I, I don't know why it's never really struck me until this year that why the hell are they the Washington anything? They're not anywhere near Washington State. They're in Washington, DC. They should be the DC something, anything. It doesn't, like, I don't know why it's taken me 36 years of life to finally make this really annoyed to me, 
but it's been building all year and it's really now grinding my gears. I hate that they are the Washington commies. And every week when I make the graphics and I save the file, I save them as the DC commies because it makes me smile. Yeah, I mean, but it's also the Washington Nationals and the Washington Wizards. Huh. I don't care. They should all be the DC. I don't I don't like it. I, I'm not arguing with you. It uh, would save for a lot of confusion because I've had to, like, tell people, like, no, they're, like, in Washington, D.C., not the state of Washington. Like, people just the don't District understand. District of Columbia. They just don't understand. But uh, I, I agree with you. I'm also going with Seattle. I don't know if you were done talking. I feel like that, yeah, they're just Seattle's offense is too good against the depleted defense of the commies, but also that Washington offense is pretty good, but Seattle's defense is better. They didn't really show it against uh, (laughs) the Ravens last week. I don't know. The Ravens just have a way of like dominating good teams, like you said, like they just do. I don't think, like like I said, when Detroit lost to the Ravens, I didn't think that it made Detroit look any worse. It was just, they just got beat by the better team. And I feel the same way with Seattle. I still think Seattle's a really good team. And if uh, San Francisco loses this week, like you say, Seattle will be back in number one in the division if they win. So, yeah. That'd be Go a happy chickens. moment for you. Yeah. I, I will say. Is this as much as this is a get right game? This is also a prove it game for Seattle as well because very much they, so. They need they need this game. They, they need to show that they are who we thought they could be, or you thought they could be. I didn't think they could be, but you were on the bandwagon. I still have faith. But now Sunday night football prime time. We have the four and four New York Jets. It's amazing that they're four and four. Traveling to the four and five Las Vegas Raiders. And Vegas has the Jets as one and a half point favors, which I just, I, they must have been smoking crack when they decided that. And it's a 36 and a half point over under with it split right down the middle in the fan vote 50%. And like, honestly, did you not see like how well Vegas played last week? They know it was against the Giants. And did you not see how bad the Jets played against the Giants two weeks ago? And how bad they played on Monday Night Football? Like, I don't know how Vegas isn't like favored in this game. And I am not picking against them. Because I think they have a whole new life. And I feel like they're another team that might be able to grab a wild card this season because they have this whole new energy. They're happy. Like I saw some of their like locker room videos and stuff like that. They're having fun now. Like the bad man's gone. They said that. Bad man is gone. They they said it in one of their videos in the locker room. And yeah, I just, I don't know. I've always kind of had this weird connection with the Las Vegas Raiders this year. I don't know what it is. I just feel like I'm vibing them or something. I don't know. Uh, maybe it's because I'm still connected to Devonte Adams in some way, but yeah, I think that they uh, they have a realistic chance at grabbing a wild card this year. I don't think their season's over, and I like uh, the way that Anthony Pierce is running the team so far. So I'm going with Vegas. This yeah, I mean, I'm going against Vegas by going with Vegas. 
There you go. <laughs> I I don't I don't like this game at all because the Jets defense is really really freaking good, and yeah. O'Connell is still a rookie quarterback. Now I don't believe in the Jets offense at all, and the Raiders defense though is now playing pretty damn good. And Max Crosby played 100% of the offensive snaps last week. And he's played, I think, on average, over 90% of all snaps this year on defense. So he is just a freaking madman. He's out there to kill people. And I don't know if Zach Wilson makes it through this game. But does O'Connell make it through this game? That's the other question. I don't, I don't like this game at all. I don't like it because I do agree with you on the fact that I think, you know what? Momentum's a real thing. I am going to side with you, Diesel, on this one. I'm going to take the Las Vegas Raiders. I don't like it, though. I could easily see the Jets' defense willing them to a victory and Brees Hall running up and down the field because Brees Hall is electric. And, ah, nope, not going to talk myself out of it. I'm going to stick with the Raiders. But it's a gross game. How How is this Sunday night football? And how is it not the 49ers versus the Jacksonville Jaguars? Makes me very, very upset. I should be having a banger of a night. And instead, I have to watch this schlock. I will tell maker. you one thing that I noticed when watching the Las Vegas game versus the Giants last week. They were utilizing uh, Jacobs in a way better way than they have been the entire year. Like, he was getting his yards. He got a touchdown. I'm pretty sure he got a touchdown. Two. Um, Yeah, two touchdowns. Yeah. And, like, Jacoby Myers is still good. Devontae Adams is still one of the best in the league. And Michael Mayer, their rookie tight end, he's a beast. I like him a lot. And, yeah, O'Connell, he's a rookie. But maybe he will have a uh, Brock Purdy effect on the Raiders. Who knows? I really feel like they have a strong contention at getting a wild card this year, and I'm kind of, kind of hopping on the bandwagon for that right now. And I'm announcing it right here, right now. Just going with us. Hey, I mean, there's the AFC North teams are going to start beating the crap out of each other, so there's going to be some losses there, and there's a lot of other middling teams in the AFC. So I think there's going to be some open spots in those three wild cards. I, I wouldn't bet against the Raiders making the playoffs at this point. And they did it the last time they fired their coach in midseason. So they did. <laughs> now finally we have Monday Night Football, and it is the three and five Denver Broncos coming off their bye at least, facing the five and four, which probably be like. Two and seven Buffalo Bills. Bills are favored by seven and a half, which I want to argue against, but at the same time I can't. Um, 46 and a half over under, and the fan vote has the Bills at 96%, which I feel is like a little high. I think it's a little closer than that because, I mean, let's get honest. Denver has won, I think, what, three out of their last four games? And yeah. they are coming off the bye. I do not believe in Buffalo. Like, I just, I don't believe in Buffalo. And that last game Denver played where they beat the Chiefs, like, they actually looked like 
a good offense. Russell Wilson was moving the ball. Jerry Judy was catching the ball. And Corlin Sutton. Like, yeah, it's... I'm... Man, I really want to take Denver in this game. I really want to do it. But I think the smart play is to go with Buffalo. They're at home. But, man, like, I think Denver should get credit for what they've done in the last, like, month. And I don't think they do get as much credit as they do. Because I know they beat the Bears and they beat the Packers. But they did beat the Chiefs. And they did beat the Chiefs. So, I mean, I'm going Buffalo because I think it's the smart play. But, like, part of me is saying, like, you should go with Denver. Like, the last time you were on the fence with Denver against the Chiefs, you didn't go with them and they won the game. But... I'm going to go with the Bills. If Denver wins this game, I'm going to be very upset next week, and I'm going to bring up the fact that I was on the fence, and I really wanted to take them, but I'm not going <laughs> to. Hey, man, you got to pull the trigger if you're, you know, feeling froggy. Got to hop. I'm not going to. I'm not feeling froggy, though. I, I don't believe in Denver. I don't think that Denver really deserves that much credit for what they've done. They played, they played okay. They didn't play great against the Packers. They beat the Packers, yes, but they could have easily lost that game. And they beat the Bears, and the Bears are the Bears. And then they beat a flu-ridden Patrick Mahomes. They had to come back against the Bears. Don't you forget that the Bears were dominating them. They were. I forgot about that. I did forget about that. Yeah, they were losing 28 to nothing to the Chicago Bears. So let's, let's not get too high and mighty on this Denver Broncos team. On the other side, the Buffalo hey, Bills. Figuring out how to win, though. I'm just saying, like sometimes that can also go in your favor. But yeah, sorry to interrupt. Keep going. Uh, that's all right because I was about to say Bills in the worst possible way because I hiccuped at the moment. So you covered that up for me perfectly. So thank you, actually. <laughs> On the other hand, though, the Buffalo Bills are a team that I also don't believe in at all. I think their window has already closed, but they are far superior to this Denver Broncos team. I know that their defense has some questions, but this offense, Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis, Kincaid, they're going to walk up and down the field because it's what Patrick Mahomes would have done had he not had the flu. Josh Allen, as far as I know, doesn't have the flu. Yes, who probably will still throw a turnover in this game, but I don't care. Give me the Buffalo Bills in this game. And I'm, I'm almost to the point where I'm done with Monday Night Football. For the rest of the year. I haven't looked at what the rest of the schedule is for the last part of this uh, NFL season. But Monday Night Football has been atrocious. And this game doesn't seem to be another one that's going to be added to the good pile. It's unfortunate that Monday Night Football is the one that can't be flexed out. I don't think Thursday night can either, but Sunday night can yeah, um, I don't think Monday, and I think technically every team has to have at least one Monday night football game. I know that used to be the rule. I don't know if it is anymore. I thought like Detroit had like their first Monday night game last year, like for the first time in like seven years or something like that. I don't remember. It was something like, I don't know. But yeah, yeah, it sucks because I like the Monday night broadcast, like with Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. I like, I don't know, it feels like 
a big time, like, because, I don't know, we grew up kind of in our 20s and late teens listening to Joe Buck and Trey Aikman call the biggest games of the week, you know? So it kind of feels it's a lot different than what it was the last few years when they just had, like, Steve Levy and Booger McFarland doing it, Jason Witten. <laughs> oh, Jason so, Witten, like, that was bad. Like, we talked about it over text how uh, the Manning cast is just – it's awful, and I don't know why Slock. everyone loves it so much. And like, I'd much prefer listen to Troy Aikman and Joe Buck. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's only that's part of the reason I would like tune into the game, just because I want to listen to them for like five minutes, even though I know a lot of like that's uh, like whatever. A lot of people hate Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, so like I'm probably I don't know. I think. The minority is louder in that than the people that actually like them. I think the people that actually like them just don't say it because, like, they're not say, horrible. Pat, they're... I'm surprised that, that you have turned so far on, you know, Buck or Aikman and Buck as they oh, did a lot I've of never... Packer games and the, head, the Packer fans hate them more than anyone I else. don't understand that either. Like, they're always, like, saying, oh, they're against the Packers and it's like, what are you talking about? Like, it almost seems like half the games that Trey Aikman was rooting for Aaron Rodgers. Like, I don't know. It's like you hear what you want to hear. And that's like, that's how it always is. And they always say that about like Wisconsin sports. Like, the, oh, the announcers are always for the other team. Blah, 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 blah. It's like, no, they're not. They're just, you're hearing what you want to hear. And yes, Jonathan Vilma is actually that dumb. But uh... <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know how we got started on that because Monday Night Football. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I thought I had another thought, but I guess I don't. Do you want to really? know how many different games we have this week? Uh, probably a that. bunch. Yeah. One, two, three, four, four. Oh. Oh, not too bad. So Things my go my way, I can make no it close what. again. I doubt that's going to happen. Uh, we'll probably split. That's usually what happens when we have even number of games. So, yeah. I am not confident in my picks. I never am. It would be great to go undefeated one week, and, and that's never going to happen either. It's so hard to do that. Like, We've never had a perfect week, and I don't think it if, – if we ever do, I'm going to lose my mind. For whoever <laughs> happens it for, I don't even care if it's you. Or, like, I would be so jacked if you did it. It seems like it would be so easy because every game is 50% chance. But it's not. It's so yeah. difficult. It's so difficult. Yeah. Well, when the Chiefs can lose to the Denver Broncos, that just tells you everything you need to know about the chaos that is the NFL season. Do you have any other final thoughts before we uh, wrap this shindig up? Uh, final thoughts. I'm really, really, really putting all my eggs into my basket for fantasy this week. I, I need, I need to win in all of my leagues if I want to make the playoffs. Legitimately, if I lose in three of my leagues this week, my season is done. If I lose in one of my leagues this week, my season is mostly done. Then if I lose in my other league, I'm just going to be really annoyed. But I really, really want some wins in fantasy. And I've been really good this year, folks. I have not talked about fantasy football on this podcast very much. But gosh damn it. If I'm so freaking sick of being losing games because I am cursed this year, that I am burning some sage before Sunday because I need all the luck I can get. But damn it. 
If I get freaking screwed over one more time this year, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose it, folks. I could use a couple wins in fantasy for both my teams as well. I'm in the playoffs in both leagues right now, if they would end right now. But right now I'm playing a bottom feeder in uh, our bragging rights group, JR, and I don't need him to win and like have a chance to climb back up in the playoffs because he doesn't have that bad of a team. But he has Justin Jefferson on IR, and so I'm lucky in that aspect. But um, And I feel like I've done a really good job in the waiver wire in that league this year. Like, I totally... Like, yeah, I don't know why Jenny dropped uh, Swift after week one, but it was like, uh, thank you very much. And also a couple weeks ago, I decided, like, yeah, my defense and kicker isn't working. So I went out and I got Hopkins from Cleveland and I got uh, Baltimore's defense. And uh, right when I got them is when they, like, turned everything around. And now Hopkins is – or, uh, yeah, he's the number one kicker and Baltimore's the number two defense, so – that worked out for me as well. So, I'm, fingers crossed, I'm going to make the playoffs this year because it never happens. I'm rooting for you, Diesel. Unless I'm playing you, I'm rooting for you. <laughs> Excuse me. I think it's time for me to go. Okay. I am just slowly dying. Like, I live with a two-year-old Petri dish, and, yeah, just drum roll. And... Do it, Chad. Social media. Yeah! That was a really long drum roll, folks. But yes, social media stuff clearly on the screen. Follow me here. Follow Diesel there. Follow all the show stuff down there. Uh, if you want to hear the audio only, clearly find us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever the heck they're all called. We're on all your favorite podcast platforms. Make sure you're like, commenting, sharing, and subscribing. And down below in the comments, Make sure to tell us, hey, what's been your favorite part of the Daylight Savings Time so far? Or actually, really, tell me why it sucks. Because that's what it does. Because Daylight Savings Time is the dumbest thing ever, and I hate it. And I didn't hate it as much before I had kids. But now I have two kids, and I hate it more than anything else in the world. And I know why people bitched about it so much. Yep, exactly. Because they don't know about Daylight Savings Time. And their body is Zero telling them it's time to get up. Their body is telling them it's time to get up. And it's an hour earlier than what you want them to get up. It's actually two hours earlier than what you want them to get up. Because you wanted to sleep in. Because it's Sunday. But they're like, no. Nope. You'll get nothing and like it. So, yeah, I agree with you. Um, but otherwise, and we had to wait a whole extra hour to watch football. Like, Even with an early game. That's the worst part. That's the worst part. And we had an early game, but still, who cares? They tried to make it up to us by giving us that early game, but yeah. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just watching football. Ah! Bye. This has been a Visionaries Global Media production. Visionaries Global Media. Envisioning excellence on a global scale.